You're listening to the Washington Weekly Review. I'm the Southeast Iowa Union's Kaylin McCain. It's the week of February 3rd, 2024. Our local stories this week feature wind energy codes, a CMS inspection, and Washington for Justice. All of that and more is coming up after the big picture. State legislators representing Washington are pushing for a bill that would extend how long police need to keep evidence from sexual assault test kits. A bill proposed by Senator Don Driscoll last month would extend the preservation period from 15 to 20 years. For minors, it would extend the period throughout the lifetime of the victim. By email, Driscoll said, quote, We need to make sure we are doing everything we can to advocate for victims. Alyssa Brock is a survivor of sexual assault in Washington County. She said it was important to give victims as much time as possible to make decisions about the test kits. I think it's really important because you never know when a survivor is going to want to step forward. They may never. They may want to in 10 years or whatever their statute of limitations is, I guess. But it's always nice to know that that evidence is there and it can still back you up if ever needed, you know. The new wait time would be longer than the statute of limitations for many forms of sex abuse, but remains shorter than others. Representative Heather Hora, who's proposed an identical companion bill in the House, said the five-year extension was suggested by attorneys who helped draft the legislation. So I'm no expert on um, criminal justice, I can tell you that, but um, I defer to the people who do work in that industry, and that, that is where that number came from. That's the big picture. We'll be back with the local news right after the break. Hey, unless you're one of our two unexplained listeners on other continents, you've probably been to Washington before. That means you've probably heard of Dodici's. That means you've probably heard of the three-part lunch special they've got for $12.12. You're likely also familiar with the three-course dinner special for $21.12. And you've surely caught wind by now of half-off bottles of wine on Thursdays. But when's the last time you ate there? Lately, Dodici's has upgraded their outdoor seating, and they've added wine flights. Don't worry, if you're not one for new things, it's still as easy as ever to enjoy the beautiful view of Washington's downtown, selection of craft cocktails, and menu full of award-winning Italian cuisine. Thanks to Cafe Dodici for sponsoring the Washington Weekly Review. A proposed ordinance governing wind turbines is on the back burner as county officials work out several of the policy's fine details. At a meeting on Tuesday, County Attorney Nathan Rep urged supervisors to hold off on a vote until after documents referenced by the ordinance are drafted. That includes a road use agreement for turbine construction and a decommissioning plan for their eventual takedown. It would probably be preferable to um, reference a specific road use agreement. Um, which we can put in place before this, rather than just the road use agreement. Um, That leaves it open for uh, a lot of interpretation, I think. Some supervisors continue to stand by calls for a half-mile setback between turbines and non-participating properties. That's despite comments from Darova Energy that such a restriction would make their plans in Washington County impossible. Here's Supervisor Jack Seward Jr. If uh, wind projects are such a good thing and people are in favor of it, they are going to wave that half a mile, and you're going to be able to have your, your wind farm. If people are not willing to do that, then that's a pretty good indication that uh, the general population does not want a wind farm and will let the chips fall where they may. 
Dereva representatives have also protested a property value guarantee clause of the code, which would require companies to pay back nearby landowners if their property sold below market value due to a turbine's proximity. While developers say that would create an administrative headache, Supervisor Marcus Fedler said the clause would give residents leverage against well-funded companies. Supervisor Richard Young disagreed. He said it could be impossible to prove a turbine caused a property to sell poorly. But that goes back to my concern about the economy is tank. Yeah. It's not necessarily the windmill's fault that he can't sell his property in six months if the economy's junk. Supervisor Stan Stoops said he worried the ordinance was too rule-heavy in general. He compared it to zoning codes, which the county abolished several years ago. And there are farmers that want these turbines on their property. That's their choice. If we, if we make these specifications and we eliminate that chance, that should be our first zoning ordinance, even though we don't have zoning. A surprise visit from the Iowa Department of Inspections, Appeals, and Licensing at Washington County Public Health went well last month, according to officials. The survey is required every few years to maintain the county's home health program certification under Medicare. The latest report flagged only one problem in Washington County, a minor communication issue between home health nurses and primary care providers. Nursing Director Carrie Fisher said the finding was not unusual. We always have a deficiency. I mean, that's just kind of a given. As good a job as you do, you can't always get everything. There's two different levels of deficiencies. One is a condition level that's a higher deficiency and the other is a standard level. We were cited on one standard level deficiency, which is phenomenal. Public Health Director Emily Tokheim agreed. She said the report was an all-around success for the county. It's, it's a very anxiety-provoking process, yes. but it was um, a really pleasant experience with the surveyors we had. One of the surveyors actually multiple times pulled different staff members aside to compliment our nurses on um, the, the care and attention that they give their patients and um, just how wonderful of a job they do. Advocacy group Washington for Justice plans to seek nonprofit status this year, filing with the IRS as a 501c3. Director Dan Henderson said the change would make donations to the group tax-deductible and hold it to a higher standard of organization. Uh, so nonprofit status is probably important if we're going to become more aggressive in terms of what we're doing in the community. More activities, more events always cost more money. <laughs> so uh, that will help us. While some see the group as partisan, Henderson said its mission of diversity and inclusion could be celebrated by any political party. Promoting policies that, that, are, uh, that promote inclusion and diversity can be nonpartisan. We, we won't endorse candidates. So a, so a nonprofit cannot endorse a candidate. We will never do that. Now, do we have ideas? that one party or the other might find more attractive. Well, that's probably true. I'm not going to try to kid anybody. But everyone is welcome to participate and volunteer. Giving away food is not a partisan issue. I mean, or <laughs> clothing drives or, you know, even even just watching a film to, to, to um, you know, to learn something new. That's the local news. We'll be right back with the best news I've heard all week right after this ad. 
Todd Hahn Construction is an award-winning custom home builder with a 28-year history in the greater Iowa City area. Hahn's goal is to build you the finest quality custom home while providing you with a positive experience along the way. It's one of the many reasons they've been named the Iowa City Area Home Builder of the Year time and time again. A custom home is more than just a house. It's the culmination of a dream and years of hard work. Todd Hahn Construction makes that dream come true by always putting you, the customer, first. For more information, go to ToddHahnConstruction.com. That's T-O-D-D-H-A-H-N Construction.com. And now, the best news I've heard all week. This week was Catholic Schools Week, celebrated by many private education institutions across the country. At Washington's St. James School, the week brought many alumni back for a range of activities. Audrey Reed was among them. She completed her St. James education in 1949. Because I have grandkids here and great-grandkids. And my children, six of them, graduated from here. And it's important that we keep this school operating. We hope it continues forever down the road. We need a parochial school here in our city. Thanks for tuning in. This show is a product of the Southeast Iowa Union. You can get your ad on the air by calling 319-653-2191. Just wanted y'all to know that there won't be a show next week. This schedule is pretty full with the Iowa Newspaper Association Banquet, where this podcast is nominated for an award. We'll be back in your ears on February 17, if all goes according to plan. That's all I've got. This has been the Washington Weekly Review. I have been Kalen McCain. Have a great week.